And welcome to episode 85 of Unsocial Spectators. Hey now. Hello, hello. Uh, this week we're watching and reviewing 1967's million, Billion Dollar Brain. So, wow. what did you think? For... I forget how boring old spy movies used to be. There's just like a, a lot of constant travel. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a lot. I The, the things I enjoyed about it, because I'm going to probably shit on this movie. I I enjoy Michael Caine. Yeah. Even if it, the movie is bad you, and you have Michael Caine, you have Michael Caine. And this is the uh, part of the character that inspired Austin Powers. So mm -hmm. it was neat to kind of watch it from that perspective because I've never seen any of these Harry Palmer films, and this is the third in a series. And uh, uh, but but Jesus, they travel so much, and then when they get there, they almost have to. They almost have characters who describe the plot so that we can just keep going. Sure. Because uh, like at one point he gets there and he goes, why, why am I in Helsinki? And he's like, well, you're here to take photographs of this thing so that the, the so-and-so can do this. And you're just like, it's so confusing. It's like the anti-bond. There's like no, there's no coolness to it other right. than Michael Caine. And his coolness is more of a, I, I don't know. He comes off like a streetwise hood. Well, it seems like uh, he wasn't even in the movie. He's just watching all this shit happen. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And how he's enlisted at the beginning with a whole series of of puzzles to, to get to a job assignment with with Carl Malden, of all people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> who, who you just don't happen to run to in, to, in a spa in Russia. Wait, wait a minute. Were they in Russia, or was just the girl was Russian? Uh, no, the girl was the girl. I don't think she may have been Russian, but uh, they were in Latvia. Latvia, that's right. That's right. Because yeah. he was, they were showing the maps on the screen. It just, it, it was so convoluted, and then at times the spies would just flip sides in the middle of the story, mm -hmm. and I was like, wait, what? Like well, they were they were in uh, London, and then they they went to Finland, and then they went to Latvia, and then they went to Texas. I mean, it was, I, it was pretty nuts. I will say the cartoonish buffoon that he plays the. Awesome. That plays the American is still true to the day. <laughs> oh yeah, so well yeah, the Egg Be Ed Begley, uh, senior. Oh played, yeah, played him. He, he was he, awesome. He was fucking fantastic. Oh my god! Like you, you look at that guy, and he's like, he's he's like almost a degree of cartoonish from George W. Bush. Like he's well, that you, level. You, you expected him to start uh, shooting pistols in the air like <laughs> you have a Exactly. That's a 
perfect, perfect. And so that's that's like the British view of America from 1960, I think seven. Is that what this? Oh, yeah, 67. Yeah, but I mean, the craziness of him being so anti-communist that he had no hold of reality about what was going on. Oh fuck! Just totally hilarious. I I I had a good time watching it. I love Cold War spy movies. Okay. I really really love it. Probably westerns, then Cold War spy movies are my favorite, and then mob movies. Yeah, I think I think in some part, you know, a lot of these scenes were dependent on the fact that you knew who these people were. And I just mm-hmm. kind of rolled with it because he would like he he happens into the spa and sees Carl Malden and he's from the other movies. And he's like, ah, you again. And then yeah, he does kept, it again later. I kept expecting him to do an American Express commercial. <laughs> uh, but like I. Bottom line, like Michael Caine's the most entertaining, but when you get to the latter half of the movie, I forgot I was watching it. Like I would just zone out because I was just so not captivated or well. I mean, at points it was a comedy. Yeah, you know, because it was just so ridiculous. Yeah, and uh, I'm a I'm a huge fan of Ken Russell, the director. I mean, yeah. he, did, he did Altered States, and uh, he did maybe one of his most uh, um, fantastic films, in my opinion, was Tommy. Yeah, I was going to say, it, it's it's Tommy, because it's just amazing. I've watched that over and over again, and it's just like nothing that's ever we'd ever seen before or since really no it was the greatest rock opera movie ever i think oh yeah i don't know i i would put the wall up there yeah but also quadrophenia is fantastic wow quadrophenia is so good i forget how great that scene is at the end when he runs his bike off the cliff and it's just like he's so like just disgusted with everything like i feel like that that person is more of a Gen Xer than the baby boomer of Britain, you know, or that was that a baby boomer? He was like a, what, uh, a teenager. Uh, Quadrophenia in 64. He was, he was probably a baby boomer then. Yeah. Yeah. Just the cynicalness, uh, at such an early age. Um, yeah. So what else have you been watching? Um, Just say just old stuff I'd I've seen before. Uh, mm-hmm. I uh, put it on Tubi and saw uh, Escape from New York, so I was just like, "Oh fuck, I haven't watched this in a long time. Let's watch some Snake Plissken." And uh, plus, I love that music. Like, I love like to me, uh, the holidays are really ha- Halloween to New Year, and I'll play Halloween music or whatever. But like John Carpenter music is Halloween music for me. And I'll just let that music roll. I have the soundtrack for Assault on Precinct 13 because I love that. Like, dun, 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 dun. And so uh, Tubi just kept playing the greatest hits for me. It rolled from Escape from New York into Assault on Precinct 13 into Rock and Roll High School. 
Oh, and, awesome. And I hadn't seen that in a long time. I was like, fuck yeah, I want to watch this. So I got back into the Ramones and was uh, just digging that movie. But it was wild because while researching it, I saw that they offered this movie to Van Halen. Oh, really? I didn't know that. <laughs> I was like, I just can't even see that as a Van Halen movie at all. Yeah, I love the pizza scene. Yeah. <laughs> PJ Souls is so great. And all those early movies, I mean, that and Halloween, Stripes, I love her. Yeah, she was awesome. I've met her at a couple of cons, and she's always great. And it, and she's just, like, like, excited to meet people. and. Just mm -hmm. happy to be there. She's not like a lot of the people you see that are just kind of beat down by cons. <laughs> but I think he's uh, by now the people that are going uh, to him over and over again uh, are just you know used to seeing people who really enjoy their work. Sure. Yeah, it's uh, maybe a far cry from how it used to be. You know. Yeah. Uh, maybe not the. Uh, you know, just. People going for the spectacle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're in nicer places because they used to use, well, I mean, some of them are still in kind of like old, old malls and shit, but uh, I don't know where I was going with that thought. Sorry. <laughs> My brain's. So, what else have you been watching? Well, uh, with Rock and Roll High School, that was the other thing. That was That was where I was going with it. Uh, you know, the Clint Howard part, you know, who's mm -hmm. kind of the, the wheeler dealer in the school that was written for Eddie Deason. We missed oh. out on an Eddie Deason performance. He went and did some other fucking movie. I don't know. Uh, and, which I would have loved to have kind of seen, but I kind of did Clint Howard in this role. I think he kind of made it his own creepy weirdo thing. Sure. Um, and then, for some reason, it rolls to uh, be rolls out of Rock and Roll High School into Die Hard. So I got to watch Die Hard because it's the holidays. So I watched Die Hard one and two already, and it's not even December. Well, you're definitely in the groove for uh, the holidays. I am. I'm ready. Uh, next up will be Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. That's always a holiday uh, flick I love to watch. Uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to, uh, I think, uh, I think the uh, Christmas story is either on Tubi or Max. I think Max. Uh, so I've been wanting to watch it for a long time, but I didn't have access to it. So I'm looking forward. I'll probably watch that right after Thanksgiving, you know? Yeah. That's usually, uh, it used to be on, uh, Thanksgiving uh on uh, tnt every year you know oh i love that just putting it on and watching it even though it was on for like the third time yeah well it would go like 24 hours of christmas story back then you know yeah that's one of the things i miss doing with uh being a step parent was uh, Christmas and shit with the kids because me and Spencer always made great memories around that time and we would put on a Christmas story and just watch it for the fifth time that day and uh, uh, those were always cool things I'm feeling yeah. old <laughs> uh, anything else uh, no that's it like I pretty much did a Tubi binge and uh, I've just been kind of farting around not really watching anything important or good 
so I uh, finished watching the Pacific, which was uh, yeah. the kind of sequel to Band of Brothers. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was excited because it had John Barenthal in it. And uh, but he like dies in the second second episodes, so. <laughs> but, but the rest of it was pretty fantastic. So yeah, definitely worth checking out. Oh, I've never you seen know. it. Yeah, and uh, I think on Apple TV they're having like an air the uh, Spielberg and Hanks are doing this uh, mini-series called um, maybe the Air, the Air Force guys, you know? Oh, okay. So, yeah, that kind of stuff. So, um, uh, yeah, unfortunately, I don't have Apple TV, or I'd check that out. Yeah, uh, I, I rewatched. Breaking Two Electric Boogaloo. Oh yes! All right. How is the rewatch? Uh, I had forgotten a lot of it, you know. Yeah. And I mean, that was that's uh, Ice T's first movie. Yeah, that's cool. You know, he's the rapper in there, <laughs> and it was just fun to uh, see it all. Uh, the ridiculous. Uh, scene in the hospital where uh, all the sick people got out of their wheelchairs and started break dancing. I mean, it was insane. Rap, dude. rapping, rap was healing in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you walk. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, super crazy. But and there was a scene where. Uh, the the break dancer starts uh, wa walking all over the ceiling like they had a spinning set. Yeah, and he's going up on the ceiling, just ridiculous shit, man. But it was fun to see it again, you know. Ozone and turbo. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then I, I watched uh, Master and Commander. I'd never seen that before. Yeah. It was really, really good. Man, that's a solid cast. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think it's free on Tubi. So uh, yep. definitely check it out, man. A really good film. Uh, I've heard a lot about it, but I never had a chance to see it. So I checked that out. Uh, then I finished watching Inhumans. Um, don't bother. <laughs> it's That's, not good. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad I've never even tried to watch it because I, I no. mean, from the comic book angle, I've been like kind of curious, and that's why I watched. Uh, that uh hellions uh it's, or... it, it's bad dude yeah it looks bad yeah I, but i even like wanted to see it for lockjaw like there's a couple of things just comic book wise like i don't want to see it but it, sure. i just don't want to waste like how it's what five episodes um i think uh six or eight yeah wow wow uh, eight hours it's eight hours 
It's not good. Uh, what do you think of Loki? I kind of dug it. I love that his like you know uh, what does he call it? His his he's born with great purpose, and that uh -huh. his purpose is saving all the timelines, and that he is this you know timeline god now. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah, and it's definitely. Uh, do you think there'll be a Loki three season no. three? Yeah, I don't I, I think if anything, they you know like they keep talking about like this is his last time as Loki. But if you're if you're still going to be messing with the timeline and Kang, you're going to mess with Loki, obviously. And I think Secret Wars might pull Loki out of the timeline and back into uh, the MCU if he's to come back at all. That's my guess. Yeah, I think he's tired of it. He's been quoted as saying it's over for him. Yeah. You know. But but it's a solid paycheck, and he's really gotten better acting work in the MCU than he has in the other shit he's done. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, yeah, well, it was kind of fun. Like, if you go through Loki's journey and you watch some of these episodes where he's just like, like, like when he talks about like, uh, getting everyone back together and, uh, uh, what's her name is, is saying, you know, look, maybe they're where they should belong. And he's like, I want my friends, like, I want my friends back together. And he's just like losing it. That's like one of my favorite scenes that he does of Loki is just this, like, I don't know who I am when I'm alone. Kind of uh, uh, Loki moment. Yeah. Um, then I watched uh, Seconds uh, from 1966. Uh, Rock Hudson. Dude, this movie is fucking weird, man. Really? Huh. You need to check it out. <laughs> it's that good weird. Yeah, real. I mean, uh, it's kind of a, a sci-fi or weird, just weirdness, dude. Definitely so, check it out. So this, so this guy gets delusioned with life, is contacted by an agency known as the company, and they change his give him a new look and identity and so he can yeah they, his they, own take, death. they take an old man and they turn him into rock hudson and then they kind of uh they, like through a trust he pays them and then he still gets his money uh money and they set him up in the house in malibu and uh he meets this woman and then he like uh during this party he uh gets real drunk and starts talking about his former self <laughs> and half of the half of the people in the party are also these people that have changed and they hold him down and tell him to stop and then he realizes his girlfriend is actually the the company employee. Uh, that, I mean, it's just fucking weird, dude. 
And then, so he goes back to the company and says he wants to try again and get a new identity. And then, you know, I'm not going to spoil the rest, but definitely, definitely check out Seconds, dude. Seconds. Yeah, it's fucking good. Yeah, that's really fucking good. I enjoyed the hell out of it. And Rock Hudson is just a great drunk. (laughs) Uh, Then I I rewatch Inglorious Bastards. Oh, so good. Yeah, just, I mean, how good is Tarantino? We're like we're lucky we're getting to see it all just happen. Yeah, I mean, we got one left. My top five directors of all time, yeah. probably. Oh, definitely. And 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 for me, it's it's what he gave me when I saw Pulp Fiction because it was like I was witnessing a movie like I had never seen before and knew shit was going to be different after I left the theater. Like he had done something so cool that we were going to still be talking about it today. Yeah. For a while. Um, Then I watched Insidious 2 and uh, Insidious 3. Both pretty good movies. Okay, I don't think I've seen those. Yeah, I think all all three of them. I uh, James Wan did the first couple, and uh, you know, he his horror stuff's great. But yeah, they're all on Max, so you you can check them out there. But that's what I've been watching. Yeah. All right. Well. Oh, I got some news. Let's get some news. (laughs) They're doing a prequel to Red Dwarf. (sighs) (laughs) Because of no new ideas. Yeah, I know. But I do love Red Dwarf. But I mean, I'm assuming it's going to be the same cast, even though they're really fucking old now. And they're doing a prequel. How are they going to do a prequel? It's it's science fiction. You can always make yourself accidentally old and and then be in the prequel. You know, you just write some sort of. Cause, I mean, you you have a character that's a hologram, so you can easily write write in somehow they appear old, but they're actually young. I don't know. That's what I would do if you're great, because I wouldn't want to do it without that cast. Well, they're doing it, so we'll, we'll see. What the hell they're doing? Well, you know what? I have some news. And uh, uh, there is a sequel to This is Spinal Tap that's coming. Yeah, I've heard about this for years. Well, apparently it's supposed to come out next year. I was putting my stuff together and they said uh, um, that they've got it uh, scheduled for next year. I'm trying to remember what what was done on it. But essentially they had the storyline being that contractually Spinal Tap had to still perform and they all kind of hated each other. But on this uh, final performance, uh, what's his name? Meathead. Uh, I can't remember the actor's name. The actor that plays Meathead. 
on all in the family. Rob, Rob Reiner. Yeah, so Rob Reiner's character comes back after making them look like buffoons in the first film, and so they all kind of unite to hate against him in this documentary that's the sequel. Well, uh, I'll enjoy that. Yeah, I know. It's I just don't know if they can capture the magic again. That's such an iconic fucking movie. Uh, but I would still love to see it, you know. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm contributing to the problems. <laughs> I'll go see a sequel on a old ass movie. Yeah, I mean, I pee, I pee, I pee, I pee, I pee, <laughs> and now I have kidney problems. So I pee, I pee, I pee, I pee. <laughs> I mean, you look at a movie like the Seconds movie. I you, this would never get made in Hollywood today. It, no. It's it's wild that we're not going to get some cool original shit in theaters for a long fucking time. Uh, well, I mean, the, the MCU is kind of petering out. Yeah, I mean, you would hope that Disney would. I mean, here's the problem is like you look at Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers is making such big time, big money that they can write off like a uh, a film because it's more financially advantageous for them to just throw something away that people have put two years of work into and cash in uh, because yeah. of tax. tax yeah, the, the, the users write off. That's just I just can't imagine like growing up wanting to be in animation, go work for Warner Brothers, and then your project just gets trashed and you never see it. Yeah, they just trashed the Looney Tunes movie. I don't get it. We were going to get a, a Roadrunner movie. I know. It would be kind of interesting to see what they would do today. You know, uh, I don't feel like we have like very many subversive cartoons. Uh, mm -hmm. Warner Brothers was always great with some of that stuff, but Wiley e. Coyote is awesome. So yeah, but they're they can no longer be subversive. Yeah, they're. I mean, <laughs> it'd be impossible for them to be subversive now. Yeah. Okay. Well. Uh, All right. Any more news? No, no, that was it. <laughs> uh, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna watch Black Gun from 1972 next week, and uh, Clay is gonna play the trailer to see us out. For the man and his trigger happy hood, and they can't shake him loose. Show those guys some muscle, they'll fall apart like rotten fruit. What do you want, mister? You, gun. The man wants the word from you. Then he's out of luck. You have a luck, black boy. Black gun plays it cool. But when the man murders his brother, brother, that's it. Oh. 